This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This is North Chuck by the 126ers. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, the Daily Journal of News, Politics, and Culture, from an American nationalist perspective. You know, though it's a hearing that they put on, that spectacle that they put on at the House Oversight Committee just really griped my ass and got me thinking, you know, what's really the defining characteristic of today's Democrats is that most unattractive of human foibles, hypocrisy. Since Donald Trump was overcame unbelievable odds and was elected president, the Democrats and their shills in the media have been insisting, really demanding, that the rest of us recognize him as a, some sort of existential threat to the nation. They've accused him of being uh, an authoritarian, uh, really Hitler, many times, and and engaging in fascistic conduct. And they know that Trump doesn't hold those character traits. And in fact, he's never committed any of the conduct that they accuse him of. The reality is, the Democrats are projecting. They're accusing Trump of the very conduct that they themselves practiced and their obsession, pathological obsession, to prevent him from getting elected and then overturn his election after he won. And the most ridiculous of these accusations is that Trump colluded with Russia, the Russian bear, to steal the election from the the chosen one, Hillary Clinton. It was her turn. So let's set aside for this discussion the massive economic damage that Trump's policies have inflicted on Russia's fragile economy, really single-based uh, on, on uh, energy, Russia's economy. And let's turn instead and examine what exactly the Democrats have done to protect us from this so-called red menace course you know the fictitious dossier written by a foreign spy 
using unnamed Russian intelligence sources was used to try to keep Donald Trump from getting elected by smearing him as some sort of Manchurian candidate. And when the dossier failed to defeat him, they then brushed it off and used it to justify endless investigations into Trump, congressional hearings like we saw this week, and ominous, foreboding news coverage that really hobbled Trump's presidency, wrecked his efforts to improve relations with nuclear-armed Russia, and has greatly diminished voters' confidence in our democracy. And only after setting this witch hunt in motion was it revealed over the objections of the Democrats and Adam Schiff, who tried to continue to hide it from us, that this bogus dossier was, in fact, a product of the Clinton campaign and the Democrat National Committee. And then, in classic KGB style, Obama's administration deployed our nation's intelligence agencies to try to infiltrate and spy on the campaign of the opposing political party using paid informants, we believe, to include, at the very minimum, Joseph Mifsud, the the professor based in Rome that they told us was a Russian intelligence asset. In fact, he was an, an American intelligence asset and has trained the diplomatic and intelligence corps for the United States and for Great Britain. Stephen Hopper, the, the walrus, the, the CIA operative that Brennan deployed to entrap George Papadopoulos. Henry Greenberg, the FBI, Russian-born FBI informant that tried to entrap Roger Stone and Michael Caputo with promises of dirt on Hillary. And, of course, Felix Sater, the guy who way back in December of 2015 was pumping a uh, Trump Tower in Moscow and trying to uh, convince the campaign to have Trump try to meet with Vladimir Putin. The political appointees, not the rank and file, but the political appointees, the hacks who worked for Obama over at FBI and CIA, attempted to entrap Trump and his campaign and his campaign associates. They used monetary enticements and promises of dirt on Hillary Clinton, Russian compromise, to try to to try to trap entrap the campaign. And then once that failed and he was elected and fearful of being held accountable and, and panicked after Trump's long shot victory, the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein and the acting FBI director Andrew McCabe conspired to try to remove Trump from the office using the 25th Amendment. Now, the 25th Amendment was intended to facilitate the secession in the event the president suffered a mental or physical incapacitation. But Trump didn't suffer any such incapacity, and even if he did, it was never the DOJ or the FBI's role 
to allege that. Many people, including Alan Dershowitz and and others, rightly see this as an attempted administrative coup d'etat similar to what we saw in the Soviet Union against Nikita Khrushchev and Mikhail Gorbachev. But having failed that, when they couldn't get that together, the same deep state actors appointed a former FBI director and mentor for James Comey to cover up their unconstitutional misdeeds by accusing or investigating, I should say, Trump for uh, conspiring and colluding with uh, Vladimir Putin and trying to cover it up by firing James Comey, who at the time, everybody in Washington, D.C. wanted to be fired. Robert Mueller organized, assembled a team of zealous Hillary Clinton Democrat partisans who began a selective uh, series of political prosecutions on matters completely unrelated to collusion designed and conducted to terrorize, you remember the pre-dawn raids, um, the raid on Roger Stone with, uh, I think, about 30 heavily armed SWAT teams with helicopters in the air and boats in the water behind his house. And these, uh, these raids were designed for one thing, to silence and intimidate Trump associates. And it came as no surprise that under threat of financial ruin to their families and spending decades in Mueller's gulag, many of the targets of these selective prosecutions, including Michael Flynn and George Papadopoulos, um, Manafort's assistant, I can't remember his name, but others, pleaded guilty to lesser charges so that they could have some certainty and not be financially ruined. And while all of these outrages have gone on, our very own American Pravda, the Democrats' mouthpiece and the mainstream media, have beat this drum, publishing a steady stream of disinformation and propaganda designed to turn reality on its head and portray Trump as Vladimir Putin's puppet instead of the reality that he was the target of Soviet-like tactics employed by Obama's police state. And even now, long after this Russiagate hoax has been debunked, largely by the alternative media, not the legacy media, but the alternative media, great work done by uh, Dan Bongino and Chris Jarrett and others, Long after it's all been debunked, the legacy media and left-wing cable outlets over at CNN and MSNBC continue to perpetrate this hoax. We're going to run out to a break real quick. We'll be back in about one minute. We're going to take you out with Celtic Impulse by Kevin McDonald.
This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back with right now with Jim Dawes. So as important to propaganda to the Soviets control of their citizens was the suppression of dissident voices and today we see the Democrats in Silicon Valley the tech titans engaged in a similar effort to try to silence opposing opinions using their almost complete control of internet search Google and YouTube their downranking content hiding it from from viewers if they deem it non-compliant with leftist dogma. <clears throat> and on social media, which people increasingly get their news from, Facebook and Twitter, they now regularly deplatform and censor users who speak forbidden right-wing thoughts. And all the while, the Democrats have a huge, sprawling, nonprofit media organization they call them watchdogs, who orchestrate well-funded campaigns to scare away advertisers from conservative broadcasters and internet sites. And when all else failed, the Soviets engaged in violence to punish and suppress political opposition. In today's America, we have a domestic terror group, Antifa, dress up in uniforms, carrying clubs, masked their faces, setting things on fire, attacking police, and assaulting Trump supporters in the streets. They have scores of Facebook groups. Long after the Proud Boys have been kicked off, the people who are actually engaged in in, in precipitating violence, Antifa, is all over Facebook. Far from condemning their actions, the Democrats and their mouthpieces, their shills in the media, have justified it. If you've watched CNN, you saw Chris Como and uh, and Don Lemon justifying Antifa violence. If you read the New York Times, had a uh, uh, an op-ed: Is it okay to punch a Nazi? And they, of course, they decided yes, it is. And guess who the Nazi is? Well, anybody that disagrees with Antifa and the left. In 2016, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, documented on hidden camera that Democrats sent paid provocateurs, many of them identified as mentally unstable, into Trump rallies to incite violence. And it worked. In Chicago, they had a near riot, sent many, um, many police officers to the hospital. So in their win-at-all-costs war 
against Donald Trump and this America First agenda. The Democrats have purposely divided America, set Americans one against the other, created fear and loathing, an ominous um, atmosphere that is torn at the fabric of our democracy. And the point I'm trying to make here is that Soviet-style totalitarianism is indeed a great danger. It usually takes hold in socialist regimes where the government is put in charge of the economy and making sure that people uh, are rewarded to each according to their needs, from each according to their means. But contrary to what you're being told, the Soviet-style totalitarianism that they accuse Trump of is not coming from Trump. It's coming from the Democrats. If you want to hear this idea develop further, I'd recommend to you um, the continuing, excellent continuing series, Tales of the New Cold War on John Batchelor's show, where John Batchelor interviews Stephen F. Cohen. That, uh, that series has been going on for about five years now, but last week's show, it's in two parts. Russian historian Stephen F. Cohen talks about the Sovietization of American institutions. Well, that's about all. If you like the show, please like, comment, and share. And be sure, if you're uh, listening on YouTube, to smack that subscribe button. And we will talk to you next week. We're going to take you back out with Dude, Where's My Horse by Nate O'Keefe and the Bowties. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatals.com to soak up the clean feeling of home.